What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Bye. Today's episode is fucking special because normally we we talk about current affairs uh, and things that are in the news and things we feel very strongly about. And but today we have a guest who does feel very strongly about a lot of things. Uh, she's someone who you confirm plus chop no. Uh, so let's give it up for Sia Shui. Hi. Yeah. Oh, for myself. How do, you, how do you feel about Harish's pronunciation? Okay, not bad. not bad, right? Not yeah, bad, right? Yeah. 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 Last good. time, you know, I had to train him. Eh. He last time used to say Xia Shui, Xia Shui. Xia Shui. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I deeply regret choosing that name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Uh, and so, I mean, like, I know you said most people refer to you as Wendy. They are your friends, right? Mm. But in the public sphere, you're Xia Shui. In, in that sense. Like, sometimes I don't really notice what people call me mm. because I just know they're addressing me and then it doesn't really you know, registered in my brain like, is it Shash or is it Wendy that they just called me? You know, it's just like, I'll respond to both. I see, I see. Yeah. And I know the last time we met you, actually the only time Terence and I met you before this in person was at a workshop in 2017, mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, and we've always wanted to bring you on the show, uh, but our show also has lived and gone silent, lived and gone silent. So now we wanted to bring you on because I guess the times are interesting uh, mm. and we also want to talk to people who have interesting opinions about Different things lah. Sure. Yeah. So Thanks today, for inviting me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. So today we're not going to talk about how you how you came about to be Siashwe, because I think you've spoken a lot about that. Yes. It's yeah. more like what's what's on your what's on your mind these days? Uh? On like, my mind Yeah, these in days. general. Like what, yeah. what 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 keeps you up? Because yeah, I don't know. There are so many things that could keep you up. Is it elections? Is it just like I don't know. I guess the past few days, elections, and then like, um, as you guys know, personal crisis now. Huh? Mm. So like kind of feeling like kind of fighting a war um, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so the war, okay. So the, the war, I guess what you're referring to is the online war, right? Uh, as so called. Like, I mean, having this sort of hate campaign against me mm-hmm. um, to cancel me and stuff. So mm. that has been keeping me quite busy these few days, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And maybe, <laughs> actually, but maybe you, you can give a a very quick rundown. Then we mm. ask if it's if it's correct, lah. Yeah. What happened? So so I mean, okay. So from from what we understand, just from observers, you know, and sure. during the elections, we were like online a lot, reading as much as we can. And from what I know is that there was a there was a movement to cancel you, lah. Mm. Uh, and it came in the form of petitions. It came in the form of personal attacks. It came in the form of discussions with other influencers. And it seems to have gotten more movement, lah. And yeah, just watching it unfold, I felt like, what the fuck is going on? Are we, are we really, <laughs> is society really like this? Uh, yes. and, and that's the extent of what I know. Yeah, but uh, sure. how, how did it even start this, this movement? How like, did they start this movement? There was movement? a petition. No. no, no, as in, as in what was the, what was, how, why did it, yeah, what was the catalyst? Oh, because, because it can't be out of nowhere. Because of the old tweets, yeah. Yeah, I think it's because like during the elections, um, you know, I think elections are kind of a different times where people get extra emotional um, and charged up la, and about, uh, you know, politics, right? Because they feel like there's something even bigger than, you know, just the typical politically incorrect speech or whatever. They believe mm. that their country is at stake. So they feel a lot more, you know, Acti- like yeah. the, the activist in them comes yeah, out. Yeah, so not something like that, but just a lot more emotional about okay, things because okay, okay. they feel like it's so, it's so important to stand up for what you think is the, your country's future. Yeah. Um. So during that charge, charged up time, I guess, you know, I think I haven't learned my lesson. Uh, huh? uh. Because in 2011, I also posted about 
um, the elections. Yeah. And that was during that period where Singaporeans were kind of really unhappy about the government. Mm. And then I got a lot of backlash for being a PAP supporter at that point. Um, yeah, so... After that, you know, usually with every saga, it usually ends in like two or three weeks or like, you know, it blows over. Like nobody mm. really cares after that. Um, but that time during election uh, 2011, you know, it really lasted for months and months. The hatred kept coming in and kept coming in. I was just like, mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. Then a little bit of me got a bit scarred, you know. Then I was just like, I'll never talk about elections ever again. Really? I'll never admit I'm a PAP supporter again, you know. So like... um. But maybe, I also don't know, I think I forgot because mm. like five years later, we had a really good year. It was Jubilee year, everyone was feeling great and there was just not much talk. I don't know if you guys remember the last 2015 election. Like, yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like there was that much um, anti-PAP sentiment. Mm. Um, so like, uh, I, I don't think I posted anything the last time round. So this time round, you know, I posted about uh, Raisha Khan. Mm-hmm. About the controversy with her and how she was being investigated and stuff. Lah. And... Um, yeah, so I personally don't agree with the stuff that she says. Um, and that caused a lot of people to be very upset, I guess. Mm. Um, so then they were like, okay, if you're happy that she's being investigated, then we will also get police to investigate you. Lah. Mm. So they went to dug up, dig up all these like old tweets or like whatever. And that was that law. And then after that, subsequently with the Narelle thing, which you guys also talked about. Lah. Yeah. So it was just a lot of things happening at once. But, but just uh, going back, were you shocked when people pulled out your old tweets uh, like from 2010 and 2011 mm, not really le, because no. I feel like they have done that many times already actually okay. sometimes mm. but you know sometimes you just forget the shit that you yeah. you have posted mm. and like it was just like oh I tweeted that <laughs> you know like kind of thing oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that times are moving it's um, what's acceptable last time may not be acceptable now mm. right um, not trying to find an excuse or whatever it's just that people were a lot less uh sensitive about a lot of things and therefore you know uh, when people tweet and stuff they they have less much less restraint la. Mm. so let's say you're feeling angry maybe you want to say something that's politically incorrect or like whatever um, you don't think too much you're like hey kind of wrong la. you're just like mm. well angry I just post 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 you know so I guess looking back it was just like it, we lived in a different time yeah. yeah doesn't mean like right or wrong or like whatever um, but it's just different law. So, you know, like, over the years, we've seen more and more instances of people pulling up old stuff that people have tweeted or posted. Yeah. Did it ever occur to you at any point, like, okay, maybe I should really just go back and delete all my tweets? Like, yeah. yeah. So, or or yeah, do you believe that it's, it's still a, part of you? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah. like, do you, like, schedule a time every year where you go yeah. back and No, like, so, <laughs> so, I, uh, previously to this, right, like, I've never really thought about doing that before. Uh, like, uh, a bit stupid, like, I feel, like, uh, come to think of it. Because, um, my thinking is that I've always been like not unknown. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't a problem back then, why would it be a problem now? Mm. That that was a bit of a naive thinking, like, huh? But like, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, okay, lor, it, it it passed back then, so now it's probably fine. Uh, so I didn't think too much about it, lah. Mm. Because I know even people like Dikosh also kena recently where someone took an excerpt of his video, mm. which to me is like, fuck, I let you take anything out of context. I'm sure in our previous videos, right, mm. someone, if they take something, we also will kenal. La. Yeah, correct. La. So I think context is also very important. Yeah. And your intentions behind posting whatever you post is also very important. So, you know, I think people don't really think about that. They just see someone who is like influential that they don't mm. like. They just want to bring you down. It mm-hmm. feels powerful. It feels good. Yeah, so... 
So have you done the scrubbing of your tweets? Yeah, actually, I went back and did some scrubbing, yes. <laughs> I was just like, okay, we better not give them more folder, you know. And anyway, who cares about the old tweets? Like, it's not like, you know, some of the feelings are like valid. Like, it's so important that it needs to be there anymore. So it's fine, lor. So mm. then between the backlash in 2011, because I remember back then you posted that you were pro-PAP and you did kena, but I didn't know it carried on for months. Yeah, right? it was really bad. So, so how, okay, because 2011 was also quite early in social media, right? People weren't like, it was just YouTube, Twitter, Facebook getting more widespread and it still mm. felt new. Mm. So then how did the backlash there compare to the backlash now? Mm. Is it, how, how is it different in terms of, is it, is, it, is it any different or is it bringing back memories of? It's different because I feel like the people who are angry are very different. Mm. Yeah, so it's very weird because in the past, um, I would say like uh, uh, maybe the opposition supporters will get angry with me if I say this, but I feel like their audience kind of has changed. Mm. So when Lotakyang was still around, Mr. Lotakyang was still around and Mm. like in the party and stuff, I felt like it was more like for, you know, the average man on the street Mm. and it was more like maybe people who are not so rich or like whatever lah, who are very supportive of the party, like typical, literally it's called workers' party, right? Mm. So, I mean, uh, back then, it felt like there was a lot of men who were very angry mm. and like, these men always speak in like, kind of broken English and stuff and scolding me and then, it's just very vulgar and very crude. Mm. Um, so, yeah lor, so it didn't, that, at that time, the, the, it felt like it was like that. The most of the people who were scolding me, like, oh, you prostitute, I don't even want to have sex with you, like, you look like dog. This kind of, this kind of insults, mm. uh, there mm. were a lot of that. Yeah. But this time round, the insults are more from the woke crowd, the mm. young crowd. So the kind of language that they use, completely different. So yeah. they will say, oh, you're spreading hate and, you know, the typical jargon that they love to use. Mm. You're racist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so... Mm, but would you say that the, 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 these people, so-called the woke crowd, are they part of your the demographic that follows you also? Or, or do you think... Uh, of course, I think you've mentioned before in previous interviews or podcasts that your demographic is a little bit... Uh, I mean, because you've been around since mm. 2003. Okay, you want to say older, you can just say okay. <laughs> no, in the sense, I, 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 I'm, pushing, I'm pushing 40 or so. I'm pushing 40. But I, I feel like uh, just the, because we, we are in mm. media or that, we mm. tend to, to talk to younger people la, compared mm. to my friends who are 40 or so. So I actually feel that your demographic uh, skews like really young and and uh, older also la. yeah compared I think to us we are, we are yeah. confirm is older 30s yeah uh. confirm 30s and above la. or maybe late 20s we want to post insta stories also we're like hey fuck how to yeah. what to that so still <laughs> it's not natural yeah it's yeah, not natural yeah. for us uh. so, so you mean it was such a surprise to you to encounter these woke young people not really the they have always been very vocal about their thoughts okay. um, and they are a lot more political than the youth of my my time la. Mm. yeah so a lot of them are very activists and they believe that they are saving the world, yeah. you know, taking down one dictator at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and the things that they say, right, is like, last time, the guys were just very crude, right? Mm. They were insulting me. This time round, they're just very condescending and the whole day want to educate you. Oh. I was just like, oh God, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, you know, seriously, you are 16 years old and you think you know better than me. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> shut up, you know. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of these kind of people. La, and they talk a lot about, you know, causing harm and it's just, it's just very cringe. La. <laughs> so, so has it reached a point this time around where you're almost like, you know what, I think uh, this is it. I'm going to take a break from social media. Or for you, you're doubling down and you know what, you believe in, in what you're doing and you're just going to fight. Well, okay. I, I think this time around, right, um, you know, 
like I was reading my DMs and stuff and it really mm. poured in like by the thousands, right? Mm. And sometimes it gets a little bit too much what's mm. happening with me right now. Usually I stay pretty strong because I'm always convinced that it's just another saga, it will pass. Mm. The same as a- every other saga that has happened. Uh, but this time round is just slightly worse. Lah, huh? mm. So, um, but then I received so many supportive DMs from my sub- like my followers and a lot of them were all saying the same thing. Like they don't know each what each other are sending, right? Yeah. But somehow they're all sending the same stuff. And a lot of them are saying, you know, uh, I'm so afraid to, to speak my thoughts, mm. right? Um, like be it that they don't agree with Raisha or like whatever, they don't dare to say it. And they're mm. saying, thank you for being my voice. Mm. I cannot support you publicly because my friends have literally promised to un- like unfriend me if I do that or like mm. whatever. Uh, but I just want you to know silently here, I'm here for you and thanks wow. for being my voice. <laughs> la. And these I are people you don't know. Like, you I don't know. know. I don't oh. know. Just my followers oh. who have been maybe following him for a while now. Mm-hmm. And you know, then they, they love to start out with this. I don't always agree with what you say. <laughs> but, but I stand by your right to say it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I appreciate that you give an alternative view, uh, uh, alternative voice to mm. certain, you know, um, sort of opinions online that have been very dominated by the work crowd. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. So they they say stuff like, you know, I'm starting to think, right? Am I crazy for thinking these thoughts? But then I realized, thank God you are here and you're saying mm. the same thing. I'm not crazy, mm. you know? So like, um, that gives me a lot of strength to carry on. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I need to for these people who have told me like, you know, stay strong. Please stay. Uh, feels like, you know, like, <sighs> how do I explain this? You know, people have told me like, they feel like there's a need to stop me. Okay, stop me if I'm rambling on, okay? No, no, no. Okay, no. Like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> they feel like there's a need to stop me, right? Because uh, and so-called punish me for my my unacceptable views um, because of my platform, because of mm. my influence. Like, I have a lot of influence. But I don't feel that way. It never feels that way to me. Mm. It always feels like whenever I post something, there's so many people who oppose me, Yeah. right? And then when you look at the social media landscape, the work crowd dominates the conversation. Mm, Everything mm. is kind of left-leaning when you see all the conversations and, and uh, articles online. I, even now, if you want to talk about uh, people who support the PAP, how many can you name mm. who have commented that they are openly in support of PAP? How many celebrities? Mm. Um, virtually none, mm. right? How many celebra- celebrities can you name who support the Workers' Party? So many. Mm. Yeah, but so... I always feel like I'm the lone voice. I, I never feel like I'm this powerful dictator. I always feel like I'm this like little foot soldier just kind of fighting my way and saying, look, I have a voice too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's how I feel. Uh, yeah. But do you feel like you wish more people speak up with these alternative views? I, of course. Mm. I, I, I think that it's only with this cause that, um, you know, people learn yeah. and they should decide for themselves after seeing the two sides of the coin and mm. say, well, maybe I take something from here. Maybe I take something from there and I'm somewhere in the middle or, you know, maybe I agree more this side or that side. But they need to hear both sides. Mm. And what we are seeing here is that on social media, it's virtually an echo chamber of just one side of things. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's very, I feel like it's leaning very extreme to me. Mm. It's getting more and more extreme. It's getting worse. And uh, more and more people are feeling very silenced. Um, but they don't dare to say anything. Yeah. Mm. But would you say, so I know you have your public profile, Siashwe, right? Mm. But are you also active personally? like with? And I'm not asking this because my mm. question was uh, going to be, what do you think your echo chamber is like? Is it more left-leaning, more right, or mm. it's hard to say? My echo chamber meaning? Yeah, that means your, like when you post stuff, mm. the people who interact with your content, yeah. 
would you say there's a certain leaning or because mm. things tend to go viral, you attract both, both extremes? Okay, I would say that definitely my crowd is more right-leaning in the sense that they stand very much for freedom of speech. Mm. So there are many times that people often love to tell me they don't agree with certain things, but mm. they, they agree with my right to say it. Lah. So I wouldn't say necessarily that they must be right-leaning. In fact, I'm sure mm. there's a lot of centrists or even left-leaning people. Um, you know what, the, what we call now classical liberals, lah who mm. still agree with the things that I say. And then yeah. at the same time, I wouldn't say it's an echo chamber because a lot of people feel free to tell me their thoughts when they super disagree as well. So yeah. I, I get that too. Publicly you know? also. Uh, publicly and privately both. Yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely, I, I feel like people who know me and still follow me, they, they, they know how I'm like. So mm. they are for the polit- politically incorrect opinions. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Actually, you, you use quite a lot of... Uh, Interesting terms la, like uh, tribalism, uh, mm. classic liberals, things like that. So, so and your usually when I read your answers to, to you know the left leaning people, it's a uh, seems a lot more informed than than, than the usual. Hey, don't ask me to shut up that kind of thing. So, mm. do you actually read a lot of uh, books or literature about this divide between the right and left that allows you to to you know to to, to answer back to them like essentially? Uh, okay, I guess yes. Um, it's very weird now because before I turned 30, right, I do not give a fuck about politics. Oh, yeah, same, same yeah, with me. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And then it's like every time I see my father watch the news or like whatever, right, yeah. about politics, I'm just like, oh, that's so yeah, boring. Like, boring. Like, <laughs> I cannot care about it. La. Like, why are you even talking about it? You know, I rather talk about my crush, you know, uh, stupid stuff like that. And then the one moment, right, like I just woke up, I'm like 30 years old, and then I'm like, News are so interesting. Do you Let's know what, watch the news. Do you know what caused that change? I don't know. Just don't know, big, uh. big old, I guess. Just one day you wake mm. up and you're like, oh, this is this is interesting. Let's th- let's think about this. You know, okay. stuff like yeah. that. And it and that is important and it's something that you should fight about and like fight for whatever you believe in, right? Mm. So to answer that question, yes, I do consume a lot of media, both left and right. Mm. I follow uh, right wing people, I follow left wing people just to see what they are saying. La. And I, I feel like, you know, drawing my own conclusions from that. And I think it's pretty uh, consistent with my character since I was young. Um, I've always been for, you know, kind of people being able to say what they need to say mm. without, like, you know, being silenced. La. So I guess that part of me definitely, like, yeah, leans okay. more right. Yeah. In terms of really asking me my political compass right now. Is that what you're asking? I'm asking if you actually read books about this kind of thing to, yeah, I do, to yeah. help you answer, you know, talk to people. It's not purposely that. to help me answer. <laughs> la. For me, it's like that. For me, I, 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 if I need to answer somebody, yeah. I will go ten and series, study 10 years series. Uh, okay, then, okay, then, okay. Then, right, well, sometimes, right. like, most of the time, I wouldn't say read so much, but like articles, yes. Uh, books per se, not really. Maybe some, la, some authors. But like, it's just mostly a lot of YouTube videos. I watch debates. Mm and stuff like that like what then, sort of debates between who, who are the commentators you follow or like you you kind of watch and then that make you think, you think like, yeah. mm, well I mean some of the right wing ones like or not even considered right wing like you know like uh, Ben Shapiro mm, mm, uh, Jordan Peterson yeah, mm, yeah. Dave Rubin, yeah. I guess all these people, you know, is that they are quite well. Y'all, uh, y'all know uh. Yeah, of course. Watch, watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the reason why I think uh, Terence asked is because um we do watch a lot of this stuff, and I found like when I I used to see clips of like Steven Crowder like, you know mm. Ben Shapiro, and I just think like fuck man, what what the fuck? I totally don't agree. But then the more I watch, the more I realize that even if I end up disagreeing, it makes me question my own left-leaning beliefs. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and to the point where now when I watch like Seth Meyers and Trevor Noah, I'm like, really, man? 
Really? Then I will, if they talk about something, I will go and look at what the rights is. Mm. And then sometimes mm. it can be fucking worlds apart, man. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. So I, I do believe that, you know, like, uh, you know, the Scott Adams, right? Mm. Uh, the Dilbert mm. yeah, guy. He's saying yeah. that we're living in two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it is. It is, it is very interesting. I feel this, this, this. Yeah, like, so we weren't yeah. nodding just to get your approval. Well, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it started from like, uh, I think we did a few like woke videos before like, on YouTube. Mm. where we literally talked about Chinese privilege. Uh. Uh, so we use the term, we use Chinese, the term privilege. Chinese privilege. <laughs> then I started to get friends DMing me and saying, hey, dude, why, you know, why, why that? Then I, like, I could get defensive. Like, I could say, hey, shut up. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just trying to educate people about uh, mm. being woke and everything. Then I started to, okay, why, why don't I go and read up a little bit about why people are not happy with the word privilege because uh, it's so, right. it's so loaded. loaded like, yeah. Word. Mm. Mm. And yeah, like, if, when you go over to the so called the other side, yeah, and then you hear their perspective. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you agree fully. Agree, yeah, sure. But you also understand why someone gets upset with you when when you use a certain word or whatnot. Which yeah. brings me to this question: Why do you feel that the woke crowd they have actually consumed media from the other side and actually hurt their hurt their side of things? Because I feel personally, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't think that they actually have. I mm. feel that they live in this world where people are constantly talking about how severely oppressed people are, you know, how poor thing they are and then how we should all help and, you know, they get into this mindset where everyone needs to work together to, for equality and they, they don't really care how they do it like, and they don't really care whether the way that they do it is too authoritarian or it actually mm. causes harm to society. They just go on and on. Just like, for example, um, recently when I had that conversation with Narelle, mm. I spoke about Chinese privilege. And mm. so I, I, I mentioned to her this idea that, you know, the smallest minority is the individual, right? Which is from, what's, her, what's his name? Aryan. Uh, Aryan Ran is, yeah, Ar- Aryan. Yeah, I cannot remember. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I also know. Who's okay. the, I know it's something Ran. Yeah, 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 something Ran, right? It's not yeah. Ariana Grande. No, no. It's not. <laughs> it's Grande, <laughs> Grande, yeah. yeah. It's Ain Ran. Ariana Grande. Ain Ran, Ain Ran. And clearly, like, your Ariana Grande jokes are Grande, Fuck, that's hilarious, man. Your uncle's here trying to be relevant. Okay, okay, yeah. So, that concept has clearly never occurred to her, I can tell. And then when I said that, look, you cannot tell somebody's privilege by just looking at the labels that they have, right? And so, it's not right to just give that person a label and therefore, okay, you Indian, that's why you must be oppressed, right? You're Chinese, therefore you must be privileged. It's, it's, that is just a very incorrect way of uh, the system to me is very flawed right mm-hmm. not to say that we are going to dismiss somebody's account if they say that we have, they have been discriminated in a certain way um, but you know we have to look at a compilation of all the things that they went through including personal experiences and um, that, that was what I said like. and then I also mentioned this statistic from the 2011 census mm-hmm. right that showed that you know if you want to talk about privilege then one of the very key components to talk about privilege is that uh, how much wealth does each race have right mm-hmm. and which thought I, and then I mentioned that I um, you know how do you explain that if uh, the Chinese people are so racist, why is it that Indians in general earn more than mm. Chinese people, right? Not to say that they have not suffered or there's no systemic racism that mm. could be, right? But it's just, how do you explain this phenomenon? And, and, and I can tell that she has never seen this statistic before. Mm. Mm. So to me, it feels like she has never seen the other side of the story. She has only been living in the leftist world. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas I feel like people who are so-called like on the right, most of the time, they have seen that side. Mm. And then, 
and because that side is so rampant everywhere every media that you see is all left leaning mm. uh, except in Singapore I'm talking about America yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so everyone will have seen that side but very few people have seen the other side right mm. so I feel like it is not a very balanced view law. Mm. yeah so speaking about that right <laughs> okay so I'm also going to say the thing that you've heard a lot of. there's a lot of things you say I don't agree with sure. but <laughs> that one, that one. but yes. but when when that whole thing with Norel happened right part of me was like okay uh they have two very differing views but mm. you know i'm happy they are coming together to talk yeah because yes. that is the problem with social media these days people don't talk and one tweet you fucking is a snowball like you snowball in different ways correct yeah right mm. so i was damn happy that you all were going to have a conversation but as i saw it unfold and as i read the whole transcript right mm. i was like huh and i think you mentioned this also this it felt like it was a cookie cutter template when uh extreme leftist uh argues against someone from the right mm. because what made me really read up, read up more on like, or watch more videos by Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson and all, is that there were so many clips of debates where someone would try and debate them mm. uh, from the left. La. But the way they articulated their ideas were a lot more clear. And I would agree philosophically with the person on the left. But mm. their arguments never had weight. La. And there's no statistics. It's usually mm. just yeah. sort of anecdotal or rhetoric. Yeah, la. so I yeah. mean, like, I still think that what they're saying makes sense. But what reading through the whole transcript, I was like, oh, shit. And then what happened after that with the selective screenshots? And it almost felt like, yeah, it was, there was people, it seemed like y'all were coming together. Then that thing got uh, shared. Then y'all went miles apart. And the, your followers also went miles apart. Mm. So that's mm. where... I was like, oh, does it really have to be that case? And I will say that at the end of it, I actually uh, respect you for your approach because it seemed like you were willing to concede certain things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and certain things you said, again, I don't agree with fully, but to me, that is the point of having conversation. Like, you sure. have different, you can maintain two different thoughts in your head. Like. Mm. Yeah. So that was my feeling of it and it just felt like, wow, shit, it's the same thing uh, again. I think, okay, so... You know, in general, I feel like this conversation usually goes nowhere between uh, what's a sort of a left-leaning person and a right-leaning yeah. person because mm. the left-leaning person always starts, not always, but the mm. more extreme ones tend to always believe that uh, the right-leaning person has bad intentions in the first place. Mm. Whereas mm. the right-leaning person typically just thinks that the left-leaning person is misguided <laughs> or just, you know, if you Less if you did that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we, we won't think bad thoughts about mm. them. We won't mm. think that they're evil. Whereas if you think that someone is already evil, bigoted, racist, etc., you tend to dismiss their views yeah. because everything they say, you can just pack to this motive mm. of saying, accusing them of saying, well, you just want racism to happen. You just want status quo because that's that's comfortable for you, you know. Mm. So, I think that's why it was very difficult for me to kind of explain things to her from my point of view as well and. Um, at the back of my head, I kept thinking like, you know, she's not going to believe anything I say. She just <laughs> yeah, thinks I'm yeah. racist, right? So, but you're still doing for two hours. <laughs> I mean, I tried, I tried. Like, Shaq, so reading it also, I was like, oh my God. Were, they, were you typing on your phone or keyboard? Cause I typing on my phone. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you, my vein was like throbbing when she was like, for the 50th time, she yeah. talked about intersectionality. I'm like, okay, well... And I guess to disclaim, like, it would be awesome, uh, Narelle, if you end up listening to this, we also want to have a conversation with you. Mm. And because, like, I think people were asking us why we didn't get any politicians on our podcast. It's because if we get one from one party, we also want to make sure we get all. I think mm. that's the best, actually. Yeah. You know, my idea is always that, you know how in America, they're always talking about the fake news media and everything. Yeah, yeah. And to a certain point, like, people no longer believe the media. Like, I used to believe that, uh, you know, when Trump says something like that, he's talking nonsense, right? But time and again, it has been proven that they cut clips in certain ways or 
talk about certain things in a certain way and then mm. the, when the long form comes out you realize yeah. oh wow I really yeah. have been cheated right mm. so then I look at it I'm like why isn't there somebody who whenever something happens post both a right leaning and a left leaning view mm. on the same paper mm. when, and let me see and I'll decide for myself mm. right like why don't they do that it's just never that way it's either you get your Fox News which is extreme right and then yeah. or you get the other mainstream media which are all left so yeah. it's just I wish that I can have it like side by side lah, huh? Cause Correct. kind of let me decide by myself. I actually think it's because of the business, uh, business need. Because yeah, yeah. if you're Fox News, you post something left, people are gonna be fucking pissed off at you. Mm. If you're Trevor Noah, even if you believe something right, he can't really say it. Mm. And like in the age, in this day and age, when media publishers of all sorts, video article, they're all fucking getting killed, right? Mm. Advertising is going down. You need to maintain your viewers, lah. So yeah. it's a very sad reality. Mm, yeah. It's true, it's true, I it's agree. It's fucking yeah. sad. And, and that's where, like, I know Substack, I only discovered Substack a few weeks ago. Have you heard of Substack? It's a platform where writers can almost create their own newsletter and monetize their articles. Mm. So there's this one writer that I came across from listening to Joe Rogan called Matt Taibbi. Mm. And he used to write for Rolling Stone and I think he still does op-ed pieces, but he was getting sick of the polarization. Like, like if you write right. for this, this outlet, it needs to lean something. Mm. So he started Substack and I think people pay $5 a month for his articles and... I've subscribed to his newsletter. He has free articles, but he bashes the right, he bashes the left. Mm. Oh, I think mm. that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah so, so it's just, I think it's a business need, unfortunately. Yeah, like. yeah so, so, that's true. But just going back to that conversation with Nurel, I know you, you mm. in retrospect, it feels like uh, a lot of time wasted. Uh, but <laughs> like Harish was saying, I, I also felt like, wow. Um, no, it's not time wasted for me. It's I not think, time wasted. I think yeah. it looks <laughs> great <laughs> for me. No, no, not only it looks great, but I feel, I feel uh, as a person, mm. I felt... Um, Someone, you extended an olive branch, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, you tweeted, yeah, you have my number, we can talk mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting to me also because it was the, you, you, you were giving people a glimpse of how relations between uh, influencers in Singapore work also. Uh, yes, right? yeah. There, there is a certain understanding that everyone has a platform and, and let's talk to each other as human beings first before right. we trash each other on social yeah. media. Uh. So was there... Why, why specifically for, for this case with Narelle, do you want to extend this olive branch? Eh? Um, I don't know. I, you you I, like I, Sam Willow's music a lot. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I, okay, I wouldn't say we are close friends or even like really friends friends. Mm. Like, but I mean, we filmed the show together uh, and then we spent a substantial amount of time together because when you film something, yeah, you get a lot yeah. of time where in between you need to wait and everything. So we, we talked and subsequently, you know, she has a bar. Um, so mm. like she, she, we did hang out with the whole cast there together and there are certain nights that you know we, we spend there until 4am just sort of chatting mm. our hearts out and everything not specifically just between me and her we're mm. not close um, and I don't expect anything from her but it's just kind of like you know I, I, I know I seem very rude and very brash mm. when uh, people see me online but in real life I'm not like that yeah. like yeah. I, I am pretty nice to friends in general I, mm. I give them a lot more uh, sort of like I differentiate them from strangers. Lah, huh? If you're a stranger, I'll treat you very nasty, maybe if you're nasty to me. Mm. But if you're a friend, right, I just respect a lot more. And I, I, even if sometimes I bitch about other influencers to my friends, I would never bash them online if I know them. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, mm, mm, 
I just feel it's not polite too, maybe. Mm. And I, I just feel like I don't want to have that awkward situation where next time I see you and then I have to avoid your gaze yeah, or, or yeah. don't know how to react and stuff. And I do sometimes see her at events, you know. So And I see her brother more often than her. Mm. So I just don't want, I wouldn't want that to happen. And I wouldn't do that to her. Mm. Like no matter mm. how extreme she says, her views are, I don't agree with what she says, right? Um, but I wouldn't go and bash her for it. And I don't feel strongly enough because I feel like I just don't mind lefties just spouting the same shit anyway. Mm. Whatever, like you want to say whatever you want, go ahead. Mm. Um, yeah, so the, when I saw that, I was just a bit like, huh, what the hell, yeah, right? Yeah. And my natural reaction is, why, why need you, like, you can talk about, yeah. right? Mm, mm. And then, like, I always believe that if you truly believe I'm bigger, I'm a racist, right? Your biggest uh, priority should not be to punish me. Your biggest priority mm. should be to change my mind, mm. right? To try to talk to me, not necessarily to understand where I'm coming from or whatever, but just try to convince me or something lah, that you know, maybe you shouldn't feel this way. And you didn't even try. You just dismissed that person. Mm. And do you think that that's going to make me less racist? <laughs> I mean, that's not, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, disclaimer, I'm not racist. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted. But mm. looking mm. back at it, I felt like... It was a very sincere move at that time. But yeah. just, you know, I thought back about it. I was like, wow, that's actually a really brilliant move. Because that really put her between a stone and a hard place. When you reached out with your number, is it? Yeah. yeah okay, oh, she already okay. has my number. Oh, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. So, out, I was thinking yeah. about it, I was like, yeah, actually, it's quite brilliant, uh, because... <laughs> also, your own self. Also, your own self, like, I was just like... True PAP supporter, true PAP. Okay, wait, wait, listen to me, okay, see, if... If she had like, replied that she doesn't want to talk to me, but dismiss me outright as a bigot or like, whatever, that will make her look very intolerant, mm, mm, right? Mm, and that affirms the belief that right. the left does not want to talk, they just want to destroy. Mm. Um, and then if she talked to me, right? If she just scolding me, yeah. that also shows she doesn't want to listen, right? Mm. Intolerant again. If she talks nicely to me, then that goes to show that she has come to some sort of agreement mm. with me and then continuously bashing me after that will make her look bad, mm. which was the option that she made, like, I guess. Mm. Um, then I realized, wow, there's no win for her. Like. <laughs> so you set the perfect trap. Uh. <laughs> What's the, the? I didn't mean to, but it just happened that way. I was just like, oh, wow, oh, so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, hmm, this will, this will be exactly what I'll do next time. <laughs> no, but at, at any point during the WhatsApp chat, right? Because it went on for so long. At any point, do you think, okay, did we, I need to escalate this to a phone call or even face-to-face meetup or something? Not really. Like. Yeah. I felt like it was going fine. Um, and she was listening, I was listening. Although I didn't feel that, that much that she was listening. I felt mm. more like she was trying to school me, mm. uh, which, is, which felt really condescending. And in the back of my head, I'm just like, dude, I know more than you. I'm older. <laughs> I've been reading about this for a much longer time. You know, uh, Maybe she thinks like my views are very boomer or whatever. I don't know. But like, uh, I was just like, why are you talking to me like that? I'm much older than you, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know? So then, have there been instances in the past where someone reached out to you mm-hmm. and actually changed your perspective on something? Well, I mean, I think Narelle, in fact, changed my perspective on certain things. But I mean, I think she has a point. Yeah. Uh, over these past few like months, my friends have all been telling me, look, I cannot like support the way that you said this thing because mm. it's not what you say, it's how you say it, yeah. right? And I fully understand that according to her, like, I also appear very stabby at times. Mm. And sometimes things get lost in translation because of the way I say it. Mm. Um, and sometimes the things that I say are hurtful. I understand that. But also, I think people have to understand that I'm human, right? I have my emotions. I have my stupidity, right? Sometimes I, I mm. tweet something or I say something because I feel a certain way and I feel strongly about it. And I just say it without thinking. Lah. Like who has the foresight to realize, oh, 
this is super unacceptable. I, mm. I can't. Like, you yeah. know, you can think about that 90% of the time, but not 100% of the time. Mm. Sometimes something is bound to fall through the cracks. So um, that's what usually happens to me. And very unfortunately, those times that I'm rude and brash are the times where I go viral. Mm. And then mm. all the times where I'm reasonable, right? And talking politely about my opinions, be it even if they are politically incorrect opinions, they don't get much traction. Mm. Yeah, it's only I'm only known for that. Yeah, yeah, and and that just feels a little not say unfair, but that's just the way it is. And mm. I feel like that doesn't represent me as a whole. Um, you know, something like that. But in some way, in some morbid way, it's also kept you very relevant. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. But the the cancer card loves to talk about how irrelevant I am. The whole day, no, but, you're irrelevant, irrelevant. Then I'm like, huh? Why are you talking about me? But uh, <laughs> the thing uh, aside, I mean, aside of your beliefs and all, like take for example us, lah, we came out on YouTube and Facebook for a while. I do feel we were very relevant. Then when we took a break, we focused on the TV show and all. Mm. And now people just like, I mean, it's almost like we don't exist in the video space anymore. But somehow through uh, your posts and all, since 2005, you've always been... <laughs> 2003, yeah. yeah. Public, the public knows you. La. So do you think in some way, you know, like when I mentioned just now, it's almost like because of the business, that's why Fox News needs to carry on going right. Yeah. Uh, Seth Myers needs to carry on going left. Do you think it's inbuilt in you that, okay, if you stop being so controversial, stabby. yeah, you stop being so stabby, <laughs> Siashue will cease to exist. Uh, you know, like, I haven't really thought so much about that. I would like to think that I would still be relevant. Mm. Um, and I understand also that a lot of the controversies are because of these certain things, but I don't purposely do it. Mm. It is quite scary. Mm. Yeah, if you ask me to purposely do it, right, I'm also a bit scared. You mean purposely be controversial for the sake of being controversial? Yeah, because mm. like sometimes it's like, as I said, like I just, after I say certain things, like, you know, it gets lost in translation or like whatever. And, you know, till today, people still think I hate fat people. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean you don't? So that, okay. Like, shut up. Okay. I took so much and offense. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, Terrence hasn't eaten for two weeks. <laughs> just for me. Just fearing this, fearing this day. <laughs> I was just like, after that, it's so tiring to have to explain, mm. you know? And I, I, um, yeah, and I feel like this time around, it's just something a little bit different because most of the time when I say my brash opinions or like whatever, I stand by them because I feel like I have a viewpoint that's valid mm. and um, it's not, uh, it's, hmm, it's not unacceptable lah, huh? because mm. maybe other people agree with me or like whatever but you know for uh, the recent tweets and everything I can't stand by it you know mm. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's bad I know it's bad because I was you're talking ve- about the old tweets yeah. from 10 years ago okay. okay talking about the molest tweet and everything yeah. okay, mm. if you guys know you know huh? Mm. so like I look at it I'm like wow how do I get off this one mm. like you know and it's <laughs> you know it's just after looking at it I'm like I know it didn't come from a good place. Mm. I was angry when I posted that. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, and I know it's wrong. Like, but then I'm thinking, should I apologize for it? And then a big part of me is just like, well, why should I apologize to this fucking idiot mob who mm. hates me and mm. just wants to see me fail? Right? And then, why should I apologize to, to them? Because they're not the ones being hurt by it. Right? Mm. If anything, uh, you know, the people that I hurt, I'll apologize to you because mm. I hurt you and I didn't mean to, but mm. not to the mob, right? So, mm. and another, another thing is that I really strongly believe that we shouldn't support this cancel culture mob by bending to their will, which everyone is. And I just, I just don't want to, like, you know, like, I know it's wrong, but I, I just can't bring myself to it. And I mm. guess this is something that I mentioned to Narelle as well because, she, like, she also said she thinks that I should apologize. And, like, yeah, so 
I explained it the best that I could lah on, mm. on my blog post. I wouldn't say it's one of my best. Um, but so this time round, it is just a little bit different. Like, mm. yeah. Mm. But, but the... So do you think like, uh, like, like just following on what Harish was saying, mm. um, let's say, I mean, we don't want... You Sorry, don't want to can I just add one more point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that another big issue is that, well, I feel like it was dug out from 10 years ago mm. and... I'm no longer that person. Mm. You know, I grew up, I know the consequence of my words better and yeah. I no longer say stuff like that. You get what I mean? So, um, yeah. So that, that's another part. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Harish was asking, you know, like, do you, have you ever changed your mind from something, from an encounter with somebody before? La? So, mm. if you don't want to apologize to the mob or something like that, uh, do you think, like, you would take steps, maybe not in public or like in private. Yeah, you yeah. go and talk to people or understand like, yeah. I don't know, the foreign workers better or anything like that. Well, I mean, no foreign workers came to talk to me. Lah, huh? <laughs> hey, uh, don't be a Josephine Teo. Uh. Don't be a Josephine Teo. Uh. <laughs> Nobody asked for apology. Eh. Nobody asked for apology. <laughs> because, because, I only say because like, I think, uh, <laughs> When, when we spoke to the okay let's go people they yeah. actually took a lot they did a lot of things in the time that they were supposedly just keeping quiet mm. you know when they were being mm. uh, surrounded by the mob mm. and then I, I just said actually you know all these things if you had mentioned that you were doing them like maybe people who have left you alone but they said yeah, they didn't want to feel like they were just like doing it to look good or anything yeah sure like. yeah I think so yeah. so do you think that that is an approach that you might you might take if, if you look back at your tweets and say oh maybe there's something wrong I will spend a bit of time uh, thinking about it. And what, what can I do about it? Like, uh, from what I, like, I mean, that was what I felt 10 years ago. So, yeah. like, mm. it's not like I, I would say stuff like that anymore nowadays, you get what I mean? Mm. And at that point, I felt like maybe, you know, it didn't hurt anybody because clearly nobody cared about it at that time. Nobody mm. read it, right? Now you're bringing it up and then it's hurting people and I'm just like, not mm. the one who got it, got it, <laughs> yeah okay. so uh, yeah so but in the meantime you know I have received a lot of DMs uh, sometimes from people who are fans but they are like disappointed you know mm. maybe they want to talk to me about certain things and I always spend my time to sort of like politely explain to them you know I think I was in a good place like, when I mm. tweeted those things or like mm. whatever um, yeah and I if they they say they're hurt I apologize to them like. okay yeah but, but so do you feel that there's um any chance of more conversation or reconciliation with Narelle at this point <laughs> with everything oh my god <laughs> don't worry we're not gonna spring her up like, Narelle come on Surprise. out yeah. <laughs> Jerry Springer no because you, you raised good points uh, that you are older so you, mm. you you have been through all sorts of conflicts before Yeah, you know how this pans out and a lot of times I mean ourselves also like, mm. like yeah. hey, I've never worked with this person again but that five years later you're like mm, actually yeah, I, it wasn't anything I don't know I, I guess maybe Narelle is a very um, it's a very odd person like I, I I don't know how to talk to her because she talks around in circles and like I don't seem to really understand what mm-hmm. she wants and um, like it, it's just very contradictory like you know for example like uh, so after after our conversation, um, she received a lot of really nasty comments on her mm. Instagram page yeah. with about a thousand bad comments, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I read through that and everything. And I'm just like, okay, well, I wonder how she's feeling, la, right? And then mm. subsequently, like, um, I, I saw her IG statements yeah. and I was just like, she's continuing in this vein. I, I don't want to seem like I'm defaming her now, but I'm just like, you ask me my opinion, I'm giving you my view, sure. which is that I feel like the IG stories are again perpetrating that same image of her which everyone says is like you're being very fake because mm. she 
seems conciliary. Is that mm-hmm. the correct word? Conciliatory. Conciliatory. Yeah. Conciliatory. Yeah. Like, like, like she seems like she's giving in and saying I was wrong in certain ways. Mm. And there were a few times where she said I apologize for this and that. But then when you read carefully, right, it's not really an apology. Mm. Like for example, she said, I apologize that you didn't know. Uh, I, I apologize that you thought that we were friends, but we are not. Mm. <laughs> that, that is not an apology, right? Like, I'm yeah. just like, then you're, no, why don't you just say it out loud and insult me? You get what I mean? Because like, I'm a straightforward person. Mm. I can take it. I'm an adult. Go ahead, you know. Or she would say things like, somebody asked her, what about all the good things that XX has done? Like, for example, I have always stood up for uh, victims of sexual yeah. harassment, right? Ever since I was young. And she said, well, I don't deny that she has done good work and good mm. job on her. Mm-hmm. But I cannot reconcile with the fact that uh, she, she uh, supports Trump, who is an alleged rapist. Mm. Then I'm just like, okay, what are you trying to say? Like, you, you want to compliment someone, then do it. Don't yeah. give a backhanded, like, like actual mm. step in the back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just like, what are you trying to insinuate that mm. that my work, like, that I have done for my support for the sexual assault victims, they are fake? Because mm. I actually support rape? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, yeah, so it just it just felt like so insincere. And I was looking at it, I was just like, well, you are, you are you are like, you know, making people believe even firmer that you're being a snake, right? Like, mm. it's just, it's, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess she also privately texted me subsequently and then she sent me this long text. I couldn't make head or tail of it. Uh, it seems like it was nice. Mm. It's just like the IG post, the okay. IG statement seemed yeah. like it was nice, but it was not nice. Yeah. And then I was just like, I went to, and then I, I sort of like, was that telling her like, you know, I, I don't know what you want from this. What do you want? Like, because you seem like you're trying to be nice when you send me these messages, right? Mm. And then I read your IG statements. They continuously, first she, she, she linked the Twitter threads that uh, compile all the bad shit about me, right? Mm. She, she posted about that. And then she continued, like in all the IG statements, there are many times where she inserted Things like XX is a racist, she needs to be stopped, like silence mm. her and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, what do you want? Mm. You want to continue attacking me, but you also want to call a truce, but then you want to continue doing what you're doing? Like, yeah. why would I agree with that? You know, so I was just like, I'm very confused and I really don't, I, I don't know. So, so with all that happening, right? Because, I mean, the reason we wanted to also talk about that is not to go into analysis of what you all talked in detail, yeah. but from your perspective, right? Like, how do you see it going forward? Do you think it's just going to get worse and worse where if it's not Norel, it might be someone else in future who and who just attacks you and then you uh, try and debate and I mean it, it, it takes two hands to clap right mm. so how do you see it going are you optimistic that fuck this, we are still going to find some way to have this discussion because honestly I'm not optimistic mm. and to me it's like what the hell is going on where you see it everywhere and now you're starting to see it in Singapore like you mentioned elections for that week yeah Singapore was divided Mm. Uh, the when there was that what was the last thing that that divided? I mean, yeah. Uh, whenever there's a racial issue and all that, it feels like it just divides rather than brings people together, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you, looking forward, right? What, what's what's your take on that? Like the people of differing of views, mm. is there going to be some way so that we can find some way to talk, or is it just going to get worse? I think it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get all right. Worse. End of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, so and so and, and it's gonna get worse. What like why? Is it because of because the social media platforms or no, the way we work? These I think it's because the work culture mob is overtaking us. Mm. Um, it's like it's very insidious. It's very so by us, la. you mean so meaning what? Us as in society in general. Oh, okay. They are here to dictate what we can think, what we can say, what we can write or do. Right? Mm. They they are the absolute arbiters of what is right and what is wrong. They tell you what you can think. Mm. And so I think conversation is just going to be very stifled until to the point where 
you start to see like in the states where more and more ridiculous things are considered unacceptable and the most small dumb things are considered hate speech mm. and i feel like if people don't stand up to that kind of culture this is what is going to happen we need to have more polite discourse and you know i don't mind if you insult me or you disagree with the things that i say you can you can say well xx is a racist or like whatever and you say this yeah. is this is the reason right that's fine but like you know it's just like when somebody else stands up to def- de- like nobody would dare to stand up to def- defend me because then they will be called racist as well right mm-hmm. so then it's like this discourse never happens it's always only the woke crowd who has the last word lah. and I think that that's really really just unhealthy it's like a passive society where you know if we don't have the space to discuss things then there's no space for us to grow and learn so is there a reason like whether it was you something that happened when you were growing up or like the the desire to look at the other perspective because mm. I, I, I have some reasons why which I can get into later but is there something that changed your perspective or you have always been like okay let me listen to both sides Especially in a society where you grew up, the tendency is like, yeah, when social media came out to to live in your echo chamber. Not really. I don't I don't know what caused me to be this way, but in general, I don't like preachy stuff. Mm. Right? I believe in my 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 personal freedom to kind of do like I, I, I okay. So everyone has different levels of what offends them. And mm. mine just happens to be a high tolerance. Like, you know, I feel that a lot of things are not uh acceptable and that like people who think that they're offensive are being sensitive, right? But mm. that, that's my own personal level. You can't fault me for my level because if you do that to me personally, I don't take offense in that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but everyone's offense level is different. And then I guess, you know, with the whole work culture and everything, it just starts to feel like every single thing is unacceptable. And, and so that sort of pushed me to be, look at the other side and say, who are the people who agree with like, you know, that it is getting a little bit too sensitive now, lah, mm. right? Yeah, so... So then, what what do you think of the oppression ladder? What's the, op- the oh. pyramid? Oh, yeah, oppression pyramid, 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 oppression hierarchy, yeah, power, yeah. power pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that boils down to what I said just now, law. The smallest minority is the individual, so you should protect individual rights. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, I'm at top of the ladder. I posted about it before. Oh, I'm, is it? Yeah, I'm legally a midget. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I'm at the top of there. I'm considered legally handicapped. Yeah. Not even kidding, for real. <laughs> That's true. So like, okay, like, was there, for Terence, was there uh, an incident that made you consider, like, just now, example, you said with the Chinese privilege mm. and you got DMs, was there something that made you want to consider both sides? Because I know we, we are pretty much joined at the hip, but I've never really asked you this question. No, I mean, the Chinese privilege thing made me think a lot. And then I think I posted something online about, about oh, so my racist, ex- cor- my, cor- my experience <laughs> of racism when I was living and working in the US or... Then some uh, a minority in Singapore, uh, an acquaintance, suddenly commented on it. Ha ha ha! Finally, you Chinese understand what is it like to feel like a <laughs> like a second class citizen and everything. Right. Then I'm like, whoa! I'm not even like saying anything. You know, I'm just recounting an unpleasant experience I had. Doesn't and and if anything, I would like to think I'm an ally, lah, Right? I'm an ally yeah, of yeah, your movement yeah. of 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 being mm. woke and everything. But how come suddenly I just talk about my experiences? And then I'm being asked to like like your basically your views just discounted lah. Right. And that's my then I realized it was a problem with the word such a loaded word like privilege. Oh. Right. It just makes people think merely oh you must be 
you you don't know what you're talking about lah. You know. Yeah, and, and that, yeah. That, that just to dismiss me, people. Yeah. That's yeah. why now your post only about food, right? Like all your like what you cook with your wife and all. Food right? and my dog. No, so for me, I guess one thing that really changed my mind is you know uh, as because we so change your mind from what? No, from? Cha- like open my mind to like oh shit, there might be another perspective. Yeah. Mm. Was um because we were doing videos of like comedy on using the use call using comedy to talk about issues like racism, xenophobia. Mm-hmm. So we started getting involved with work with Google that to tackle more s- social issues. Mm. So one of which was the realm of counter-violent extremism. Mm. It stands for CVE and it basically, you know, ISIS propaganda videos are fucking well produced. Really? Yeah. I've they never are. seen them. Fuck, yeah, because YouTube takes them down. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, if, I mean, if you really look for it, you can find it, but it's scary how well produced they are. They are like drone shots and even in the, in like amongst guns and shooting, the sound is clear which makes you feel <laughs> they are mic'd up and all. Oh like, my God, okay. Like, fuck yeah, and like, we started getting involved and then we saw some clips of like, there was a Singaporean guy who appeared in an ISIS video. Oh. Do you know that? Yeah, a few years ago. And it was just him delivering a monologue and he was a Singaporean guy. And when we saw the news that came out, right, and this is something we told the people at, I think we were conducting a workshop on using content to counter violent extremism. Mm. And the media articles, right, all the media articles kind of said, you know, he was a drug addict, he was a delinquent, he was this, and he was. They were almost setting the stage that okay, it's inevitable that he went to ISIS. Okay. Yeah. So that was like I was like, huh, really? Yeah. Then we started getting exposed to more conferences and all that with people who actually went to the other side. And there was this one guy we met in London who was a 42-year-old London-born Pakistani, uh, and he had a successful business and he had a family with three kids. Okay. And he saw videos of uh, American drones attacking Muslim kids mm. and killing them. Mm. And he left his job, his family, to go to Syria to fight for ISIS. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then when he went there, he realized, oh fuck, there's one thing about Americans killing Muslim kids. In, in Syria, he saw Muslims killing Muslim kids. And he was like, what the fuck am I fighting for? Somehow he managed to extricate himself and he came back and became a de-radicalization expert. Oh, yeah, so really I mean, okay. the cynical side of me is like, fuck, maybe that was his business plan. Uh. You know, go there, come <laughs> back, and like, I got de radicalized, man. Now I'm going to de radicalize other people. So, talk, listening to people like that, you realize that terrorists aren't really born terrorists. Right. You know, they are almost like a sum of their experiences. Yes. So, what would have caused someone to end up there? And here's a 42 year old guy who, by all accounts, he checked the boxes of what a good life is. Yeah, like. normal and yet person. And he still went. So, when we saw the article, and it was today, it was Straight Times. We pointed out to the people in the audience was that this is the worst way to approach it because you are isolating them. Mm. And that's exactly what they want. They, they want people who feel ostracized by society, left by society to think that society has fucked them over. And that article exactly did that. Mm. Instead, it should have been like, how can a Singaporean guy who grew up and played soccer in the void deck like all of us end up in ISIS? Mm. What caused him to be there? So then I was thinking, hey, fuck, yeah, like maybe when we look at people as a terrorist, they're not born evil. So then what caused them to get there? Mm. So then it made me think, okay, people are not born evil, blah, blah. So looking at one action to define a whole person is fucked up. And you know, there's so much that goes behind it. But right now, it almost feels like if you do one tweet that's taken out of context, immediately you're labeled that. And we spoke to OK Let's Go about it also. And it just feels like, wow, fuck, is that really the way going forward? Which is why I'm cynical about uh, people getting more and more divided. Because... I don't know, unless we get rid of social media, which is not going to happen, mm. people will always be defined on their last action. Or like or cancel some, culture? Yeah. Like, yeah, fight against cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. So would you ever consider, I mean, 
The, the sad thing that we also saw in recent times, you know Jenna Marbles, mm-hmm. who's a big YouTuber in the yeah. US? She self-cancelled herself. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah and you're looking at you're like, fuck, she apologized. She seemed very sincere mm-hmm. and she chose to cancel herself. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, yeah, what does the future hold for that kind of shit? Like? You know, I feel, I feel a little glimpse of hope. Mm. A little mm. glimpse of hope because I feel like the proponents of uh, cancel culture, mostly people who are from the extreme left, uh, they want to censor speech and everything, right? Because they believe that that will create a holistic kind of environment where the oppressed groups are not feeling hurt mm. or victimized, right? So, I mean, I don't know if they really came from a good place or whatever, but this very authoritarian kind of approach then ends up being worse and worse and worse. And then first we see that, okay, well, the genuinely bad people like the racists and all and rapists and whatever, right? These people are being cancelled. Fine. Nobody mm. cares. And then they go for conservatives, right? Mm. They are deplatformed, they are silenced, they are insulted, they are being called all kinds of names. Nobody really cares. These people are like also racist rednecks, right? So yeah. that's what usually the left leaning would think. And then now we see that the liberals are getting cancelled as mm. well. So mm. this just happened like today or yesterday, right? Barry Wise. Mm. Have you heard of that? No. What happened? Um, this New York Times um, editor, editor op- came op-ed, out to editor, yeah. came out to clarify that like sort of like she I don't know whether she was fired or she quit. She, uh. she was only quit. Like quit. Because, I think yeah, I quit, quit, quit. Because she felt that it was such an echo chamber where it was mm. getting just more and more extreme and like she was a centrist and she felt like there was no space for her to say any kind of interesting discourse and basically, basically she came out to say that, you know, like even very moderate views get like censored. Yeah, she said so, Twitter is the editor. Yeah, she said no. Twitter is the editor of New York yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's scary. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I think now that like, and then of course we see JK Rowling who is like mm. a leftist darling, right? In the past, like she's yeah. always talking about like letting in refugees and stuff like that. And then now she's getting cancelled because she's been called a transphobe. Right, mm. um, and I don't want to go into that. The what she said, uh-huh, because people yeah. are gonna freaking lynch me again. But like, yeah, it, it, the times are turning. Like, like we are seeing people who have been on their camp yeah. get cancelled, and now everybody is panicking because they're mm. just like, it could be me next because mm. nobody is ever woke enough for the crowd, yeah. right? So, I hope. Um, that somehow you know even like President Obama came out to speak against this and everything I I I, I have hope la, that like mm. a little glimpse of hope that maybe now they finally get a taste of what it's like you yeah. know they will stop being doing this to yeah. people like me who are more politically incorrect you know it's just so, like but, but just one question why you laugh <laughs> because I was going to say so ultimately to summarize your hope is you're waiting for cancel culture to cancel itself, itself. that's yeah. right yeah. everyone's yeah. cancelled nobody's cancelled <laughs> right but I wanted to ask uh, because the term cancel culture is a I would say is a more recent thing right mm. Mm. but there, I mean seeing some of the real screenshots and stuff like that also I mean supposedly cancel culture I mean, they say what's wrong with it? It's it's like we they've been doing it all along. What we boycott products that we That's don't support. That's not the same. What, what in what way is it different? Okay, actually, I'm also going to do a YouTube video about cancel culture. So I I uh, thought a lot about this and I look mm. at videos on what people say. Firstly, cancel culture is not the same as just consequences, which is what people who like it try to downplay it as. A mm. uh, boycott is a very natural thing for you, somebody to do. It's very passive. It's just like I, as a consumer, I can I have a right to not use your product or. Uh, sort of like uh, did unfollow you yeah. or whatever, right? If yeah. I disagree with something that you say and I feel like you have transgressed some kind of society societal norm that mm-hmm. is not acceptable, right? That's my right. But cancel culture is a lot more intense than that. It is when you think that it's not enough that um, 
you yourself do something, you have to incite others to all do it together, mm. right? It's not enough that I myself don't support you. I must make sure that, okay, so for example, if an artist, right? Mm. Um, let's say you're a singer and you did something wrong. You said something wrong, okay? If I decide not to buy your music ever again, that's my choice. That's mm. a boycott, right? As simple as that. But if I uh, right now want to cancel you, you know, the cancel culture mob, what they will do is they will try to get, let's say, uh, Sony to drop mm. you from their uh. company, right? Drop you. Make sure you never ever do mu- music again. Make sure that uh, all the music stores that carry your, carry your label, they are going to get a mass boycott from me. I'm going to mm. harass them and scold them until they stop selling your stuff. And then I'm going to make sure that everyone around me, whoever buys your album, I'm going to call them evil because they're supporting mm. evil. Right? Mm. That is cancel culture. Mm. Right? So that is different. It's the intensity of how you do things. And it's not within your own personal capacity, but influencing everyone around you to do the same thing. And it's yeah. like threatening. It's there, yeah. a big it's threat a, in there yeah, that we will bullying. never buy anything from yeah, you again. Correct. Yeah. It's bullying everyone around you to have the same thoughts, right? Mm. So with regards to influencers, like if you think about it, like when a, if a brand decides not to work with an influencer, that's their own choice. It's called a boycott, mm. right? If you feel that the influencer it does not represent you, you don't represent the influencer's values or whatever, that's fine. You boycott the, the influencer. You don't work with the influencer. That's your own choice. But if a brand is harassed into doing it, that is cancel culture. Mm, yeah. I see, I see. Okay. Mm. I think I think I yeah, I think I think I see that difference. Uh, because what you, you are you you don't you like you vote with your money, like right. Correct. It's your you own say, it's your yeah. own decision. Yeah. But you yeah. don't have to tell anyone else to do it. This is correct. your own choice. Correct, correct. But cancel mm. culture is like it doesn't stop there. It goes on to like, mm. oh, if you're associated with this person, you are mm. evil. I will tell everybody you are evil and you will never yeah, get correct. seen yeah. out there. And I feel like it's a very multi layered topic to talk about because when people talk about cancel culture, why it's problematic is because nothing ever gets more acceptable, right? Mm. More and more things just become hate speech mm. over time until it becomes a ridiculous level. At first, it was reasonable, right? Yeah, yeah. It's nice that people don't use the, the N-word anymore. It's mm. nice that people don't call like gays like faggots, right? Mm. So I think that's great. But mm. then it moved and moved and moved and moved. And more things that are really bad about cancer culture is that you know, you don't know when you're going to, uh, where is the rules? Mm. You know, if I break the law, it's because there's this penal code, right? I can look at it and then I can say, oh, oh this I cannot do all these things. Okay, great. Right, yeah. fine. Yeah. Where's their laws? They have no rule book, right? And if you tell me that I broke a, a rule, like for mm. example, okay, like I'm, I'm doing my open in the butter fingers here. I use the word mm. tranny, right? Mm. So like that to them means I'm transphobic. Mm. But when I use that word, it's because I'm old. But mm. during my time, it was perfectly fine. Everyone around me was using it. How am I supposed to know that that word is not acceptable now? Mm. Right? And like, it was just like, okay, then now you're saying that I'm a transformer. <laughs> I don't know how to even argue with that because it's just like, oh, because I use one word, mm. you know? So it's just like, there is no rule book. They just hang you according to whatever they feel offends them. Mm. 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 So then, then what do you think of like uh, Twitter and Facebook? Because, okay, I, I'm also of the mindset that people should be, uh, be able to make their own choice, right? right. Um, but, and for the longest time, Facebook, Twitter, and all really try to let anyone be on there, including people like Alex Jones, yeah. you know? But in some way, Alex Jones got taken off Twitter because Twitter took him off. Mm. So what do you think of like social media platforms themselves getting involved and almost cancelling people? Mm, I don't think they should do that. Mm. Yeah. I understand that certain times it's like, you know, so I, I, okay, so everything there's a balance, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like when we talk about 
being banned and stuff. I guess Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos mm. was the first, right? Mm. And so, like, a lot of his views are very extreme, very problematic, and yeah, it causes racial divides and everything. So, like, but I feel it's not, it's not the role of the platform to do that. And, um, you know, at the start, maybe they start, for, they start with the real, really problematic people, but as time went by, you see that more and more uh, the people who get banned are only from one camp. Right, mm. and then it starts to become like, when are you gonna stop? When do you draw the line? Are you gonna ban J.K. Rowling next? Like, yeah. you know, so it's, yeah, that that is the problem. Yeah, but at mm. the same time, I can also see the perspective of the companies, for example, because mm. I think last week Facebook kind of lost like seven billion dollars of worth of ad commitments mm-hmm. from brands that wanted to almost boycott Facebook. Right. Uh, because they there's this hashtag I think stop hate for profit because Facebook. I think the way the algorithm works, there's enough research to show that they kind of organically spread negative shit. Uh-huh. So brands pulled out. What is negative shit? Uh, vitriolic stuff, hate speech, which, and hate speech, what I mean is like, just based on the types of words that I use. Uh-huh. I know hate speech, there's varying levels. Yeah, right? like when I hear words like that, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, to the left, Leftist, everything, yeah. Is, yeah, everything is hate speech. <laughs> right? So I'm so, just like, mm. so, so I think like, um, if you even use like software to do sentiment analysis, right? Mm. Uh, there's a general trend for Facebook to, for, for things that I shared to have a negative slant. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I mean by hate speech. Not just like, oh, this one hate speech. Right, right. If you look at millions and millions of posts, you mm. you can see patterns. Like, I can see why. Like, because yeah, exactly. this makes people angry and riled exactly. up and they continue wanting to see more. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think there's enough research to show that, okay, Facebook benefits from that. Mm. So that's why these brands, including you know, Unilever and all, they have pulled out ads which amount to 7 billion. Like. Mm. So even though 7 billion right now on Facebook's bottom line is not that significant, yeah. if more and more brands pull out, Facebook will suffer. Mm. Right. If more and more brands pull out from Twitter, Twitter will suffer. A few years ago on YouTube, there was the apocalypse mm. where brands pulled out and then YouTube fucking started demonetizing everyone. Everyone, and it was almost you were guilty until proven innocent, la. Yeah. Mm. So it almost feels like, and for brands like what you said who are getting harassed, and if they are a small company, there's also like fuck, man. Even if they want to stand by this 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 personality, there's the fiscal responsibility to withdraw, la, Right. Yeah. Correct. So and that is the problem, and I don't know how we're gonna solve it. But mm. everyone is getting fucked in every way, resulting in society getting fucked. Uh, okay, so... Mm. But, well, yeah, it's a very pessimistic view and I totally agree with that. That's yeah. terrible. And <laughs> That's also, it's a pessimistic I, know, <laughs> I have no solution for it. It sounds really yeah. bad. No, but, yeah. but what about the argument that people say that uh, cancel culture is required because mm-hmm. there is no legal recourse and the mm. pe- those people who feel like they're at the bottom of the totem pole, there's no other way for their voice to be heard other than to get a mob of angry people together and to demand like real uh, uh-huh. like, like real punishment uh, real right. punishment for yeah so for my people. question is why do you need to punish the person does punishing the person actually make your life better mm. okay so the example I have heard being used in that reference is Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. you know people were saying unless if it wasn't for the global momentum of people coming out against him right he would never have been taken down as the kingpin of, of the sexual harassment I don't see lah. really that as like a cancel culture I see it as if you do something wrong that's going to be or do or say something wrong there's mm. going to be natural consequences for you and it's it's like sort of has always been yeah mm. yeah so like for example 10 years ago if we see a news of a man let's say sexually abusing a, a, a kid mm. right news report comes out he's going to co- get consequences mm. he's going to get fired from his job he's going to go to jail he's going to this and that right it's, mm. that has always been this natural consequence but that is mm. not cancer culture mm. and I feel like cancer culture is just a lot more vicious 
And the way that they do certain things is that like most of the time when we look at cancel culture it's because they are sensitive over certain things that are not actually crimes. Like it's mm. actually debatable yep. stuff, you know? So like, be like things from like 10 years ago or like mm. I'm not talking about myself here but talking about like generally like let's say somebody using the n-word 10 years ago and mm. it's a bit debatable like you did he use it in a bad way what context you know at that point was it okay to use that word you know stuff like that so mm, I don't think it's the same I feel mm. like even 10 years ago without cancer culture Harvey Weinstein would have gotten the same the same Treatment yeah, Because same. what you're saying Is that there's still rules To prove that he did something wrong yeah. What you're saying Cancel culture Where it becomes problematic Is where There are no rules la. It's yeah. ambiguous yeah, And it's, it's ambiguous. a mob that decides Yeah And, and the worst mm. thing is that You know they, they It's really like What you said Guilty until proven innocent no? mm. yeah. And like It's just like, Look at the case of Like James Charles For example mm. Like Everyone thought He was a sexual predator It was mm. so bad And then it suddenly Came out that Well he's not But yeah. we already cancelled him Before that And the yeah, poor guy yeah. Was like Driven to like Being suicidal and stuff You know mm. So I think a, There's a lot of Grey areas here yeah. That needs to Sort of like People need to talk about lah. Yeah So that means Your hope Like what I said just now Is it's stemming from Okay this will kind of Solve itself And it's almost like A pendulum We are going towards One extreme but at some point, it'll reach a point where we have to you come back. You think so? No, because that's what you're saying, Or right? you think that the pendulum is just going to smash society? I don't know. For me, for, me, for me right now, I'm like the pendulum, the string is getting longer, it's carrying on the string. But like what you said, because you said you see a glimmer of hope, right? So yeah. how in my mind, like when you're saying, okay, cancel culture will cancel itself, it's almost like, okay, we are going to one extreme now, but it will get too extreme and then we will come back a bit. Well, mm. I mean, or is it- I, I don't know. I, I don't feel pessimistic. I uh, don't feel optimistic about that because when I try to look at trends that is going to happen in Singapore, you, mm. all you have to do is to look at America because that shit has been happening yeah, for a correct, while. Correct. That has mm. been festering, right? And it seems like it's not really Getting ending. I don't know. As I told you, I saw a glimpse, glimpse of hope. Glimpse of hope. We don't know yet because that is just the start yeah. of mm. right now where we start to see even left-leaning people are getting cancelled mm. and caught like racist or like blah, 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 right? So it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but mm. it seems to me that it's just going to get worse. And I feel personally that like, you know, I know people have been fighting for the rights of like uh, minorities and e- for equality and all that stuff. But I'm looking at society now and I, 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 I sort of analyze the situation with like America. Mm, okay, I just asked you all, do you feel like race relations is actually better or worse 10 years ago in America? Um, mm. There's a, I guess... I w- where how I would preface that is that we spent four years in the US, mm-hmm. uh, and it would be just based on that. So, so that that's where it's a bit hard to answer because if you look at the news, right, mm. it will sway your opinion one way. Mm. So I would say based on the news, it seems like it's worse. But based on news, also last time there was less coverage about these kind of things, mm. like. And ten years ago, there was a black president in power, so mm. you know you could. I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, that's true. I w- I would say if I had to answer that, I would say it it doesn't feel like it got better. Mm. It's either yeah. the same or worse. Yeah. I, I, I think it's probably worse. I think that like, so what's happened is that with all these uh, movements going on and everything, the real racist, the real racist did not get erased. They are suppressed. Mm. And what happens is that then it starts to manifest in different ways where they don't show it such that you can cancel them, but they will do certain things, right? Mm. And I think that that is a problem with this so-called identity politics that yep. the the US loves to you know use when it comes to elections and stuff. Um, I I I think that it came from a good place. It hopes that you know people were talking about their experiences in hopes that there will be more empathy and everything. But I feel like then what happened is that the white people probably felt like everything you also freaking blame me. Who they talk yeah. about my privilege, right? So they start feeling like 
they dislike like other races even more, mm. I feel. Mm. Um, and it makes them feel very sort of alienated. Maybe they themselves never did anything wrong, but constantly they're being blamed by the media. Yeah, and then maybe they also feel like it's unfair coverage or like whatever. Yeah, I'm, I understand that there has been very serious systemic racism in the States. Um, and for the longest time, black people were very oppressed. Mm. Uh, but I just am wondering, is this the correct way to do things where to make things better? Like it just seems like it got worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I would rather people, you know, like, you know how there's this like inspiring story of how this uh, black man went into the KKK to mm-hmm. befriend someone yeah, yeah, correct, correct. and they, he actually changed so many of their minds and yep. got them to come out of KKK. I just wish there were more stories that were like that. Like mm. from kindness and uh, sort of, <sighs> not from I blame you, I hate you kind of point of view or like, you know, it's, yeah, well, well, just, just change their minds and. Mm. But to go into your history a little bit, I mean, you 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 are not racist, lah. But how how have you grown up in Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think it's very important to put it out there. Okay. Xiaxie has has minority he, friends yeah. also. She also likes. Hey, but that minority uh, friends thing, ah, uh, <laughs> that one you say you will get cancelled also, Yeah, okay. correct. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> clearly, that yeah. does not prove anything. Yeah. No, but but I I mean. Um, yeah, like, so what is your personal experience with, with uh, racial relations in Singapore? Like, to make you so confidently say that, uh, you know, the like US is very different systemic racism from Singapore and everything. Well, I mean, for one, we don't have slaves. Mm, correct. Yeah, so that. I think that's different. No, in fact, in fact, we were we all of us, our ancestors were all the coolies and everything, right? Oh, we yeah, worked that's for true. British, mm. so, yeah. Um, sorry, I can you repeat the question again. So, like, what what, uh, what makes you so confident to say? That Singapore doesn't have that same kind of systemic racism that Oh, I, I don't feel confident about that. I, I don't know how how bad our systemic racism is because I'm not mm. a minority. I wouldn't really understand it. And you know, I I I went to a, a Chinese secondary school. Mm. Mm. So that ended up with me like a lot of my friends are from my secondary school still. And like then there were no uh minorities. I there was like two minorities in my school mm. and they, they took higher Chinese ah. so like <laughs> <laughs> very weird to witness so it's yeah um, and, and I think that like you know my I, I do have minority friends but mm. uh, my exposure is more limited than other people because mm. of my secondary school years yeah. like I feel um, yeah but I think that Singapore is different from the states in a sense that number one we have a different very different set of laws mm. right so I, I I believe that like I have hopes lah, okay, that rather that, you know, even though I don't agree with a very authoritarian system and I believe in freedom of speech, I, I do believe that these sed- heavy sedition laws that we have, why you why you look at me like that? Ah? I'm very no, stressed. No, 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 no. Like, you're frowning. I'm, ah. Especially no, my, my minority like, frowning. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm saying something wrong. No, no. Judging, so, judging no, so, so the context for those of you who are listening is, I guess I was making a frowning face, but it's nothing. That's my thinking face. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really... <laughs> Minority thinking. Check my Chinese privilege. Check your Chinese privilege. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just my thinking face. Right. And no, you're not the first person to point out to me. Because even when we were shooting and all, they're like, "Hey, are you stressed or not?" No, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Like my 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 eyebrows will furrow a bit, and yeah. I I'll just yeah. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. So I I feel like these laws help a little mm. bit because mm. every time somebody tries to play up this kind of sentiments, they get sent to jail, lah. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like Singapore is a little bit too fragile. Like we are, we're not in like the states where we have like oil money and all that stuff to survive through racial riots you know like mm. we are we are a very fragile little state and you know I think some point in the Narelle conversation she had mentioned that you know I said like all these things were split society right and she mentioned that maybe it needs to be split in order to mm. heal mm. and that, that statement really shocked me to think that people actually want that for Singapore is it that bad what we have yeah. I mean are we are we having police like 
you know, kill minorities and stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe not to that degree. You know, mm. maybe there is racism. I'm Irish sure there's unfairness everywhere. But well, yeah, sure. I'm gonna have to correct you. <laughs> 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 no, but, but there is. She raises the good point that there's this criticism that uh, do you really need to burn the house down in order to rebuild it, lah? Right? Yeah. Or, or, or and I, I, I really mm. don't feel like we, we will be able to survive that. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you think it's also because you grew up? Okay, so we are about the same generation, lah. Right. Mm. Uh, and we grew up before social media, and I mean, Singapore has kind of like. Like I don't know, because the transition from like like a growing nation to a developed nation was quite fast, lah. Yeah. And I also do feel that the sentiment of a lot of people is that we need to burn shit down. Uh, and I don't know why. And part of me is like, is it because I don't know? Like the last ten years, did it change as much over the ten years before that, or over the ten years before that? Because what I'm getting at is that if you grew up in a place where the time where fucking like you grew up without phones, no phones, and suddenly you have phones. It feels like oh shit, um, we have made so much progress and we are very fragile. La. Whereas maybe the people who have experienced less of life have become come to a point where the benchmark itself is very high, and they almost feel like uh, how you say uh, that that they never saw the pre-social media, pre-everyone has a phone days where yeah there was a lot of it was a it was almost a different world. So for them resetting mm. is almost like maybe they it's hard to fathom what the world before phones looked like. I don't think they would. Yeah, so I understand what you're trying to say, lah. Yeah, like, I don't know whether I articulated it correctly, yeah. but some something along those lines. I didn't, I didn't really you didn't understand, understand ah? <laughs> 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 okay, lah. Basically, yeah. I think is it because like you're saying that these young people they won't know what like full communism looks like. Like me. Okay, that one I also don't know. That one I also don't know. Well, I mean, we just look at those communities. I just look at Venezuela. I think yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a good enough indication. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I do think that, like, let's say the example that I myself gave when I realized, okay, I need to give more perspective to alternative thoughts. And even when I had a chance to do internships in South Africa and all, it made mm. me realize, oh, fuck, media can be sweet. Maybe it feels like people need to have a tran, tran, transformational experience, mm. which is why I asked you just now, was there a single incident or a range of incidents that made you want to consider both perspectives. But it sounds like yours was a more gradual thing. Because uh. mine, no. mine wasn't. Oh, mine was suddenly... The thing. Yeah, the ISIS thing. And then another thing that happened in 2008 when I got a chance to do an internship in South Africa. Because we were studying in the US, I got a chance to do an internship in South Africa. And that was the time of the xenophobic killings in South Africa. Mm. Where you read media, is like six Mozambicans, uh, four Swazil- people from Swaziland were killed in the, in the poor townships of South Africa. And my parents were like, why the fuck you want to go to South, uh, South <laughs> Africa? You know, it's so dangerous. And it's like, it was only the, the only internship available I could get. I was like, no, I'll go. So when I went there, right, I realized that everything in the media painted that the South, South African kind of people living in the townships were just hungry and just killing for no reason. I mean, the killings were horrible. But when I went there, I talked to the locals, right? They said, it's very sad how the media portrayed because by and large, there are there's a lot more peace in South Africa than people okay. think. And in these townships, the people from Mozambique and Swaziland have been coming in and kind of like illegally for years. Mm. So there, it was almost a government's fault because he asked me one question. He said, okay, imagine you are living on less than a dollar a day, mm. right? If someone comes across the border, which shouldn't happen, he steals your job, he steals your TV and he rapes your wife. Okay, wow. How would you feel? And I was like, oh shit. And all it took was for one person to crack and then there were a few more killings. Mm. So that's when I was like, oh, fuck. Everything I had been reading before then painted a very different picture. So for me, those sort of things always move me towards like, okay, what you see in media must always question. If you see one thing, always 
think about it. I was like, it's not easy, mm. especially in now. Is you're just a retweet away from like agreeing, mm, right. So yeah, so so that was for me. Maybe maybe someone should develop this VR set where if you are super left, you live as a super right person for a day, <laughs> and if you are super right, right you live right. as a super left person for a day. And maybe that's how we need to evolve, lah. So, yeah. so speaking of that, right? Yeah. Like, um, what if? Like Narelle comes to you now and she <laughs> like offers. Narelle, yeah. that, uh, she <laughs> yeah. says, loves Narelle, no, dude. because it's about <laughs> trying to live in each other's shoes. Sure. Or she says, let's go for a feminism course or something together, talk together to sit down and just mm-hmm. listen. Uh. Would you would you be open for, for something like that? Why? No. Why why would I do that? To just sort of uh, like you like you know extend over to the other side and see. No, I read everything that I I think I I. No, in exchange you can bring her for one uh, course of your choice. I I think I am uh, pretty convinced yeah. that she is um, she's not open to listening to uh, anything okay. because she paints the other side as being evil people. Okay, that's okay. what I believe lah, and like um. So that means you feel there's let's say if it's not Nerel, if it's someone else, how would. You are you? Do you think there's no point trying to reconcile with them and focus on more people? Or do you think there's certain mm. people who you feel like, oh shit, yeah. there's no way we're going to come together? No, I that? think that yeah, but uh, there are many people whom I feel like actually are moderates. Like mm. they they may lean left, like center left, and I feel like a lot of times I can speak to these people. It's fine. Yeah. They may not agree with certain things, um, but like you know, we can still agree to disagree and mm. uh, come to a consensus at at certain point. Like you know, mm. but I I in order. For a conversation to happen, I feel you need to understand that I want the same thing as you. I want good stuff to happen to society. Mm, I want mm. more equality. We just disagree on how to do that, mm. right? And that's left and that's right, right? We're not talking about the extremes mm. where where you are either full on communist or full on fascist, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about people who are good people, moderates, right? So, um, but if you don't believe that I even have that intention in me, then there's really no point to talk because everything that I say, you would just paint me as mm. racist and say that it's my excuse, mm. right? For and that I want bad things to happen. So, and I feel like that is Narelle's point of view, and so mm. there's really no need for for convincing lah. And when it comes to feminism, I have thought a lot about like this topic as well, and I came to yeah. my own consensus that I think it's better to be a what what's that word where you strive for equality rather than just be on the female side? Mm. As in gender uh, or equality of out egalitarian. Oh, egalitarian. Yeah. Yes, so yes. I think I'll rather stand for that, and I think that like a lot of feminists, like the moderate ones, not the radical ones, they think that being a feminist means you are also egalitarian, lah. But mm. um, I think feminism has has taken a very unpleasant turn, and mm. I. I don't fully agree with what they're doing. So and you know, a very interesting statistic, like there's only 7% of British women who identify as a feminist. Mm. And then if you, if it is such a good thing for, for women, you got to ask yourself, why is the number so low? Mm. And there was a fairly robust study across a lot of people. Uh. Not like some ST survey about artists being non-essential like that. Like, oh, just no, I don't know. stupid survey. I just, honestly, I heard it from some YouTube video, so I could be wrong. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it feels, honestly, it feels like, you know that, that Black Mirror episode where everyone was freaking about, where everyone has a rating, right? Mm. It feels like we're almost trending towards that. So, if someone calls you a racist, you can pull up your, your racism score. You're like, no, I'm only a 1 out of 10 racist. <laughs> you have no right to do that. Because honestly, like, how else do, to, if everyone's defining you as a label, right, you need some sort of 
street cred la. Now you yeah. have a Instagram blue tick, which means you are official creator. Maybe there must be more blue tick. Yeah. Like racist, no. You know, then like you get qualified lah. You yeah, need to get qualified by minority friend vouching yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> you get a, you get a score. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, because Reddit, there's this concept of karma points. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I fucking blew my mind. I was like, oh shit, maybe we need that. So it's not say enforced by uh, a top-down government or something, yeah. <laughs> but it's more organic. Uh. Like yeah. if you re- if you share something that talks about uh, some minority, you get a plus point. Uh. <laughs> then any time I'm like, so uh, Wendy, how's your racism score? You're like, fuck, yeah, I tweeted something. I'm minus fifty this week. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So uh, I, I know, I know, I, I seem to be bearing down a lot on that Narelle thing, uh, But mm. it really comes from a place where I saw I saw you taking a, a very mm. good step that. 90% of people won't even do. They won't even bother to go to the WhatsApping or the personal conversation phase. Yeah. So that's why I, I keep asking, oh, is there, is there more to it? Like, mm. can, is it, how, I mean, how if it's a on? random stranger, I probably wouldn't do that. But mm. I genuinely wanted to think, like, you know, like, I wanted to know, like, how do you go from, like, kind of being really nice and mm. simple to me mm. to suddenly, like, bump like that, you know? Yeah. So what happened in the process? What exactly did I say so wrong that made you like this? Did, yeah. Is it gradual? Can I explain myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, just now I was thinking about how what you asked about that uh, sort of like a little bit of a red pill moment. Mm. Um, I think it was during the Trump presidency. Mm. And before that, I didn't really think too much about this left side, right side thing or whatever. I wasn't that involved in American politics mm. and stuff. Uh, but it just blew my mind that he became the president, mm. right? So I wasn't a fan or anything, right? But like after that, then I just like did a lot more research on why the hell this thing happened la, and how mm. it can happen. It, it just was like impossible to me, you know, like he's, he looked like a complete idiot, like mm. plus all the other allegations and everything. And then I felt like when I dug more into it, it just was like, it was very interesting. Mm. That, like the different points of view from different people. Yeah. And I get totally what you mean because that also surprised me. And then you look at Brexit. Mm. It's kind of similar, right? There are yeah. these, these forgotten demographic of people yes. that the politicians were finally listening to. Yeah. And it happened and it was almost scary. And part of me is like, fuck, is that going to happen in Singapore? Because like, like what you said, like Trump, you look at him, he's an idiot. But you can imagine the people who have who people haven't been spoken to. Like. And if you're mm. outside the US, everything you hear is either in the East Coast or West Coast. Mm. There's a whole middle America, right? That mm. never gets represented almost. Mm, mm, so mm. yeah, so then you look at it, you're like, oh fuck, now you can understand how Trump came to power, how yeah. Brexit happened. And it's just scary. Like. And you see it in other countries as well. Yeah? Yeah, mm. yeah. Like in Ukraine, a comedian decided to run for president and mm-hmm. he won. Mm. <laughs> you know, actually humor brings uh, uh, people... To yeah. you, like it, yeah. it really, it really helps, like yeah, being yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's why our elections podcast, like we always say, we are not political experts. We're just trying to make sense of politics with comedy, and people liked it, lah. Yeah. yeah. So that's why even for this, I don't know whether people will cancel us because we got Shashwe on our podcast, but fuck that, lah. I think mm. we we really appreciate you coming and kind of just having these sort of conversations where we can defer, but we still don't want to end up like mm. okay, never going to talk to you again, lah. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, oh, just one last thing, also, just yeah. to, to to ask also. Where does this rank in terms of all the, you know, the, like, I mean, like the K-pop one or mm. the versus mm. the fatphobic one? Where where does this rank in terms of the so-called <laughs> Your top 10 list of controversies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of intensity, like, where uh, does this rank? I think probably one. Oh, serious? Number one, really? Yeah, wow. it's quite bad. Uh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Mostly because I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Other times I don't feel bad. I just feel like, yeah, okay, I said it in a rude way, but I came mm. from a good place. But yeah. this time I know I came from a bad place. 
So that that is because the origin of the tweet was yes. it came from. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, no, but see that that's so interesting because I don't know how many people would hear that, and I think it's such a it's such an important piece of information that like what you said, it won't go viral. That you know, mm. like Sasha actually feels bad. That won't go viral. <laughs> Which is so sad, which is the fucking problem. And when we spoke to the okay, let's go people also, it felt like it almost feels like now on social media, as sad as it is, you need to prove that you're repenting to be redeemed. Yeah. If you don't share that you actually feel this way, then and it doesn't yeah. matter, like you say you're sorry, they will just say you're not sincere. And then mm. they will just say you should have known better. Like they don't care. They see blood, they go after you even more, I feel. Mm. Uh. Mm. Wow. So so has it has it impacted you to the point that even going forward, you are going to change your approach or it's just part of growing up. Because I think one mm. thing we must all accept, you know, content creators, we, all, we always get this question, oh, you know, like, you keep doing the same shit or why aren't you doing the same shit? I think people forget that we are people mm. and we go through very transformative experiences also, like yeah. you get married, you have a kid. So going forward, do you see it affecting the way you approach things? Well, I think that, you know, um, well, many people did mention to me that, you know, it's, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. And I think that, well, I'm an adult also, right? I can I can sense that the times have changed. And I, as I told around as well, I feel like I'm a provocator. Like, I only like mm. to say things because I feel like an alternative voice needs to be heard. Um, you know, but I need to be smart on where I can toe the line, but not cross the line. Mm. So where the line is, is kind of where that is, you know, a little bit confusing. Mm. But I think, I mean, hopefully in future, I can handle that a little bit better. Um, but maybe I'll accidentally turn out stabby again. I wouldn't know. Huh? Sometimes it's just like <laughs> stupid that I say this thing and I think that like, eh, nobody will care. And then like, oh, everyone cares. It's just like, oh, okay, sorry. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's that. Can I just give a little clarification about the stupid Trump thing? Because I know Norel tweeted that. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm a fan of Trump. Okay? So I just want to say <laughs> it, is, it is very, very um, um, controversial nowadays uh, to say you support Trump. So I just want to have a little disclaimer that I posted that um, at the start of his presidency when I found him very fascinating. And at that point, he hasn't done much yet mm-hmm. uh, being a president. Huh? And over these few years, he has done good things. He has done bad things. And I think being an adult means that you're mature enough to know that just because once upon a time you wore a MAGA hat mm. doesn't mean that you agree with every single thing that he's, he does, right? Mm, right. Um, and the thing that I like about Trump personally is because I don't like woke culture and I see him as the last like person sort of pushing against this trend where we see that people are controlling speech, controlling thoughts mm. and disallowing sort of alternative voices to be heard. And mm. So he's the only politician who's like, okay, you want to say that I'm an asshole? I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, nobody else does that. And I, I admire that because mm. I feel like society needs a little bit of that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And I hate preachy people. Mm. I hate people who love to lecture others on morals because I feel like these people are, most of the time, they're hypocrites. Mm. Mm. Right? They are only woke when it's, cool to be woke when it's nice to be woke the moment it inconveniences them they're no longer woke right mm. so it's like you can you can say oh you shouldn't abuse animals then you ask them why are you eating animals then they'll just be like uh <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like that, 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 that is what I mean la, right yeah. then don't be so fucking preachy about like other st- people hunting animals la, right because you're also eating animals but so it's just like <clears throat> anyway so I, I see I see like um, yeah so 
shit. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Trump, Sorry, Trump, yeah, I haven't Trump. slept in a really long time. Yes, Trump. <laughs> yeah. So the thing I like about him is that he always pisses off these people, and it's so mm. amusing to me. Like I love seeing that. So that is why I liked him at the time. Yeah. Um, maybe some people think that it's very controversial, lah. But um, I definitely don't agree with every single thing that he mm-hmm. does. Mm. No, in fact, I also respect Trump for certain <laughs> things. Like you have to give him credit for. Be it subconsciously or consciously, knowing how to manipulate media. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. you have to respect him for that. The stuff he says and all, you can disagree, but yeah, I hope. I mean, to just assume that you fully believe in him, yeah, that's 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 yeah. the problem, like You're he's, just he's damn funny, and actually, he's yeah. a very funny person. Like, like if you really, don't feel he's destroying you your country, yeah. like, you will think <laughs> no, that he's funny. But <laughs> people always forget, like before he <laughs> became president, he was like. The Apprentice and everything. He yeah. was so fun to watch, right? And people yeah. liked him, man. Yeah, I liked him. I liked yeah. him. Yeah. And he was, was a Democrat, Democrat then. Huh? Yeah, 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 he was yeah. a Democrat then. Yeah. It's like right, what right. you think about The Rock now was what we thought about Trump back then. Like, yeah, right? he had a catchphrase, you know, yeah, you're fired. You're fired. And it yeah. was so yeah. funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's oh. just... <laughs> but he's a very interesting guy. Like. I mean, like, I watched some videos on like his persuasion powers and yeah. stuff like that. And like, you know, Scott Adams, just now we mentioned him, talks a lot about how Trump uses like sort of persuasion powers to, yeah. to subconsciously manipulate people. And yeah. I think, wow, that's really like very interesting. Yeah. Like yep. from the way he says speech, like nonstop repeating certain words mm-hmm. or even like, you know, people always think that he's so dumb. Like his tweets are like, full of like grammar mistake, spelling mistake that even a three-year-old can spell this. Why are you spelling Denmark wrongly, you know? Like being a president, shouldn't you do that better? But when you look at it, then you're like, actually, that's really smart. He deliberately put a mistake in there Mm. so that people will talk about that tweet. And what happens is that then the message in that tweet gets sent to so many people. Mm. Um, That's what I believe uh, when I see that. Maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much credit, but I, I, I just cannot believe that when he tweets, nobody reads through it for spelling. It's just mm. impossible to me. So, and I don't believe he cannot spell Denmark lah. Huh? Like everyone can spell Denmark, <laughs> right? So, it's just when I look at it, I'm just like, hmm, okay. So I, like, I believe that that's the purpose. It's like Hing Sui Kate of the East Coast plan. Nah. that was deliberate, lah, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so that everyone knows that. No, an no, East Coast plan. Like, yeah, that one is bad, lah, because there's no there's no message that went out. <laughs> that's what you think. Maybe it's one of those you rearrange it, uh, then you see the hidden message. You could know? be, could be, could be. Yeah, I yeah. wish I wish our politicians were so interesting. <laughs> no, God, Charles Yeo. Charles yeah, Yeo got Charles hope. Yeah, yeah. The Reform Party guy. I love guy. him. He's, He's fucking awesome. awesome. I love him. Yeah. And the no, thumbs up. Yeah, the, the thumbs up. Like, I mean, Charles Yeo for like, I mean, people were making memes and him, but there's so many things to respect that he spoke Chinese even though he wasn't comfortable with mm-hmm. it. He turned down Tan Ming Yang's uh, offer of free razor equipment. That was so funny. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking great. And like, you see his Instagram, he's so open and like, yeah, you look at him, you have to respect someone like that who is willing to not just kowtow to like, oh, Tan Ming Yang and all that. Like. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah so I that think was that great, that's uh. great. Yeah. So, so of every... Every interview you've done, is there something that in this, uh, this this closing part you want to say that people, that you haven't got a chance to say before or clarify? Or even plug anything. Yeah, plug like, anything. Yeah, yeah this one, yeah. feel free. Um, I draw a lot of sponsors. So can you all buy my eyelashes at plasticcosmetics.com? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anything else? Because I know... No, like, like, just the, kidding. The reason huh? why we wanted to talk to you is also because we met you once and we knew that yeah, like, there's more to... Your you than just your persona, like public persona. Mm. So is there anything that you feel like over the years or one thing that you wish you could just put out there that fucking is not the case or everything you're like it's out there? Like? Mm, I just wanna say that, you know, I have been talking about so much shit for so many years. I've probably said like a million things. And when people compile all of the worst things that I've said, the top ten worst things, and you look at it, 
in one document or whatever, mm. it just looks fucking bad. Mm. But then, if you take any human and you take the top 10 worst things that they have ever said and compile into the document, everyone will look freaking bad. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's any one perfect person in the world who have never said anything wrong in their life. So, I think, just fucking give me a break lah. <laughs> Oh, that was then poetic. <laughs> yeah. That was poetic. Poetic, yeah. Poetic, yeah. Poetic, yeah. Correct. Fantastic way to, yeah. to end the <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much for coming. Hopefully, you. like, you also uh, enjoyed the conversation. It was great to finally sit down and talk with you. Yeah. And yeah, like, if you ever need a place to come and talk, right, just let us know. And you always have yeah. a minority friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can always ping me, hey, it's all okay or not. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Cool, that's, yeah, that's, but that's helpful, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's what thank you so much, okay, Wendy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, cool. thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Alright. Hey, wait, we never say bye to the listeners. Oh yeah. Okay, thanks bye. for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh yeah. Thanks for listening. Fuck, we never even do our plug at the start. Uh oh, yeah. if you enjoyed this podcast, please just share it with at least one person. Mm. And we would love to hear your views on this. So hit us up on Reddit, uh, our Yalabad official subreddit, where we will respond, even though we sometimes take a bit longer than we need to. Yeah, we didn't talk about a news topic today, but I yeah. mean, at the same time, this is in the news. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, this whole thing. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, uh, I will wrap up done. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs>